good morning. Hi, good morning. I'm so sorry for my delay. I had to like try and get like in a space that was quiet enough for the interview. Okay, okay, no problem. You're welcome to the Weekend Getaway Podcast. Welcome to the Weekend Getaway Podcast by the Motherland Magazine. Yay. Thank you very much, man. <laughs> yeah, man, it feels good to be here. Thank you. Yeah, feels so good to have you. My name is Olive. Um, I guess you are Major AJ. Yeah, Major AJ, that's the name. Yeah, that's so good. You sound so nice. How are you doing this wonderful weekend? Yeah, I'm good, man. The weather is nice. Like, it's raining outside. I'm already in my studio. I was already, like, working on something. Like, so, yeah, man, it's a good morning. Yeah, I'm just chill. <laughs> okay, I guess um, almost every Nigerian has this special breakfast they eat during the weekends, like akara and bread or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was yours this morning? Yo, unfortunately, yeah, somehow I'm not a break, breakfast person. Like, I don't really eat breakfast somehow. I always wake up and I just, like, go ahead. Hello, can you hear me? I'm hearing you. I'm with you. Yeah, so somehow, like, I just wake up and most times, like, I just start my day early enough. And then I have brunch later or something. But my favorite, like, weekend food in the morning there's this like bread and ewa going that I like to have in the morning or sat on Talk weekends. Talk to me about it. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, man. They sell it at Surulere, so sometimes I have to go all the way, man. But it's so good, so good, yeah. So that's like my weekend. Ciao. I might still get it later today for sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> don't when when you're getting it, don't forget to get the roundabout, yeah, the intestines, <laughs> the ah, for the sure now. Water exactly sure. so sure. that's the way you would enjoy it and enjoy it so well thank you so much man i'll get it for sure and don't worry maybe i'll get yours too <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you, that that can be arranged you know just deliver it to me wherever i am oh, oh, <laughs> yeah okay so um we all know you as major aj <laughs> the upcoming artist that is taking over the the music space, doing great things, amazing music. Can you tell us what is your name, your uh, birth yeah. name? My birth name is um, Bolu Atife Ajugu. <laughs> That's my birth name. So my first name is Bolu Atife and my surname is Ajugu. Okay, so you're Yoruba. Yes, my mom is Yoruba and my dad is Idoma. From Benue State. Oh, yeah, because I was wondering the Adjoku. Yeah, my surname, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my mom is from Oyo State and my dad's basically from Benue. So I'm like mixed. Oh, so you speak Yoruba too? Yeah, yeah, basically I will speak Yoruba. I, I I lean more to my like my mother's side because like I lost my dad at a very early age. So it was like my mom. I was with like growing up most of most of my like childhood, so I basically know how to speak Yoruba so well. That's why my music like <laughs> there's a lot of Yoruba in my music too. Oh, interesting, interesting. So all your life you've been in the West, right? Wow, well, I wasn't actually in the West all my life. Funny enough, I grew up in the North, in Kanji. 
there's a place called Kanji Town, you know, yeah. near, the, okay. near, the, near the Kanji Dam. Yeah, so it's a very small town. And that was where I actually grew up my childhood. And growing up, Lagos was like London, because I used to always come to Lagos for, for holidays to spend time with my auntie. So Lagos was like the big city that you come to from the very small, the small town that you're living. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. But I moved to Lagos fully after my university, because I went to University of Illinois in Quara State. That was okay. also in the north. So I moved to Lagos fully um, late 2019 after like my university. Oh, interesting. So that means you speak Hausa too? Um, just a little. <laughs> Very like, little. Because all my friends back there in Kanji were not like, were not Hausa. Because a lot of like, yeah, a lot of people came to the town because of job opportunities at the dam, you know. Yeah, a lot of engineers were employed. So that was how my family also found themselves there, you know. Okay. Me, I was thinking like one of these days when I'm going to the market to buy onions, Irish potato from those malams, you could accompany me so that you just, you know, speak Kausa for them. Then they'll just pack it and give it to me. Because once you just say, um, um, Abukina Sanu or something, you're like, ah. Nawa. No, you say Nawa. Nawa. Nawa is like, how much? How much? Yes. Then you tell them. Um, Daya or Uku, you want two or three or something. <laughs> so there's no way you negotiated them. You tell them Jale. Um, yes. Um, I, I can't remember all the time that is right now. But yeah, I have light knowledge now. So. Okay, yeah. okay, that's interesting. So you are the studio already working on some great music for us? Yeah, like I have a studio in my house basically. So I just wake up and just get to it. You know. But I like okay. to go out. I like to go out and record too. You know, everything is a different vibe. So yeah. So this morning I just I'm just in the studio already. Like yeah, sometimes it's not even recording you get. The process is not like making music at that point. Sometimes it's watching, listening, you know, creative thinking. So the process mm-hmm. is like, yeah. So so sometimes it's not even like you're just in the studio every time recording. Sometimes you see artists and producers being in the studio for hours, just discussing, you know vibing getting comfortable yeah understanding getting in the mood and everything yeah so yeah so that i always like to be in the studio at any opportunity i can get okay that's amazing so recently what's the project you're working on because i know the genre of music you do is like yeah. covers a wide um range of genres so yeah. what particular genre are you working on like this period around this time today so, next week <laughs> so basically like you know my project that came out retroverse was yeah. like basically i'm an afrofusion artist you know and afrofusion is it was made like it was a genre made popular by Bernaborn, you know so basically yeah. it's like afro beats but infused with different other kind of sounds do you get so yes, the project i dropped retroverse was like an infusion of afro and retro funk you know in schools so right now all the basically when i'm in the studio i'm a very versatile artist you know i don't really like to i don't really like to create in a box so most times we're always just cooking up music but definitely like the song i was working on most recently was a mixture of some afro it had it it, it, it was an afro song it's a song you could vibe to but then it has some inspirations from like the weekend, you know, some like that kind of vibe. So, you know, I like to mix. My music is not going to be just a kind of one-way thing. You get it. My music yeah. is going to be mixed and, mix and match. Like, my fans are always going to 
look forward to like different flavors of the music. You know the way Burner Boy gives you different sounds. You know, Rockstar, Killing Them, and Last Last, Wild Dreams. Like Burner Boy yeah. has all sorts of songs, you know? Like so it's Afro Fusion. Yeah. So you could you could even take it. Sometimes you see Burner Boy gives you some this um reggae galala mm -hmm. kind of sound. Yeah, yeah so yeah, basically yeah. yeah so so basically my fans are should just like just keep their hairs locked. You guys should enjoy retroverse now and just be excited because there's there's like so much more coming. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Talking about retroverse, yeah. Yeah. That's your debut EP, right? Yeah, yeah, that's my debut EP. What I, 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 yeah, I had singles before Chocolate City, but that was my debut EP under my new record label, Chocolate okay. City. All right. So what prompted you to like come together and piece up this beautiful work of art? What was the inspiration behind it? So basically, for Retroverse, the inspiration started off like a very random thought, you know, because I was basically, earlier this year, when the, group, the music group Daft Punk, you know, when they went into retirement, I was very sad because I'm a big Daft Punk fan, you know. So I was listening to their album and I was just like, wow, these guys are so amazing. And you know, Daft Punk, they have a lot of funk, disco, retro in their sound. So mm -hmm. I was thinking about it, that how is it going to sound if I refuse this disco funk retro in Afro beats? That's going to be so amazing. Do you get it? was just a random yeah. thought. I didn't, I, I didn't even take it too serious. Then I linked up with Dunia about like two, three weeks later and Immediately, she played a beat for me. The song I recorded that just came from my soul was Afro Disco. And immediately, I knew I wanted to make this project that had Afro beat songs, but infused with like retro, like Michael Jackson, Lagbaja, like yeah. all these, all these, yeah, all these sounds, like infused with like the new culture and the new slangs and lyrics and delivery, you know? So basically, mm -hmm. that was what I was able to do. And after I cooked up the project, I wanted to call it Afro Retro at first, but I did not want to co coin up another genre. Do you get? So yes, I, I just do. like, yeah, so I don't want to be the artist that just comes up with another genre again because a lot of people are just out there throwing up genres up and down, you know? So, but basically, it's still Afro Fusion, but I decided to call it Retroverse because I was inspired by the Metaverse, the Web3, Web3. Because, you know, the Metaverse is like an alternate reality in the digital yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, retroverse, yeah. the Retroverse is like an alternate musical reality where it's Afro beats, where everything is like retro back in time, kind of, you get. So. Yes, I do. So you're trying to tell me now that your music always tells a story or rather there's always like this background to your kind of music or the music you put out there. Everything about me is going to be very intentional, you know. I'm in my, I'm in the early stages of my career, but I, I'm open and I'm definitely going to work. And I know it's going to get to the level where every single thing I put out. See, I wanted, I wanted to get to the level where when I'm about to put out an album, there's, there's going to be a story behind the album. There's going to be experiences behind the album. Like I'm very intentional about my music. Like everything is tied together. You know the way. I'm telling you about the retroverse and the sounds and everything and the inspirations. Like, yeah. everything has to be joined together because when you listen to the project now, it's not just the music for you. You are experiencing everything I'm trying to... It's like a world I'm trying to show you, you know? So it's, it's very interesting for you to experience. So basically, I... Mm -hmm. I I'm very intentional and yes, well, all, of my, all of my art and my music is definitely going to tell a story and connect people. Yeah. Well, you sound like 
a very very um deep person you sound like someone that is knowledgeable learned and yeah you talked about going to school in unilory so can yeah. you say that your education your exposure to western education has given you this understanding knowledge and has affected your music well man i would say um first of all um one of the reasons why i think i'm like this you know I think I am who I am and I'm mm-hmm. very confident is because I accept myself, you know, as a very, as a black African Nigerian man, you know? So the Western education oh, was, yeah, self-awareness, basically. Ooh, Western education is, is, is really good, you know, because it taught me how to read and write. But at the same time, you know, I wouldn't want to give credit to the Western education for all my, like my knowledge, you know? I want, I want... I'm one of those. I'm one of those artists that actually wants Africa to like bring Africa to the level where we don't even need Western education. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I believe that Africa is like meant for so much more, but because of like the whole colonization and everything, Western education is like the way that most of us. Yeah. Like, you, you see, you see people judging people that they don't have a degree. You get, and they just look down on them like, okay, you don't have a degree. That means you don't have anything in your head. And to be honest, that's unfair. You get what I'm saying? And that's not right. Because a whole lot of smart people. Yes, whole, formal education. Of, yeah, a whole lot of smart people. Yeah. Stuff. So I understand that the ability to read. Yes, I do. Communicate, speak, and everything is very important, you know? And I think that was one of the things I picked up in school. And for me, again, like, going to school was also, like, an experience of meeting people, you know? Like, being able to sell myself and my art to a lot of other young-minded people. But yeah, man, I think... If you ask me, Western education is not the reason why I'm this smart, to be honest. It's self-awareness, loving mm-hmm. and understanding myself as a black man, talking to people. Like, I speak to a lot of elders. Like, I speak to people that are older than me a lot. So I get to, like, get a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Hello? Okay, um, so that means you started performing from your days in school, from what you just said. Yes, I, I actually started performing since like junior second. Uh, um, there was this um, fellowship of Christian students in my secondary school. So we had like a group where we were like doing like Christian gospel kind of rap, you know, <laughs> and bringing oh, like. Rap too. <laughs> Yeah, I started off as a rapper, actually. You know, I won a talent show in my university when I was in 100 level called University um, Uni Lawrence Got Talent. And I entered the competition as a freestyle rapper. Yeah, I started off as a, as a rapper. But I was okay. always a singer. I was always a singer because it all started from the church. The first instrument I ever played in my life was, the, was like the drum. Then I started playing the piano. You know, I started singing in church in the choir. That was before I even said music was going to be my career. You get, I was just doing music, praising God, and just singing. You get, yeah, and just, it was, yeah, just doing my thing because my family was musical like that. But it was like yeah. secondary school that I now met like boys, like guys that are my friends that they like to rap. We had to like to freestyle. We started freestyling, and I just kept on doing my thing. I was using Instagram because I was I was not in the part of the world that had the resources. And if you listen to my song Superstar, that was what I was saying, like. My dreams were bigger than everyone around me. Their thoughts, mm-hmm. like my dreams were bigger than their imagination. Like Joseph, like, the dreamer. 
do you get i was just telling everybody i wanted to do this thing and people were like people were looking at me like it's not even possible like how, how are you going to get there like are you like they were looking at me like i was just kidding like i was joking so it took a while for people to take me serious it took a whole long time so of course there was a lot of like proving myself there was a lot of like times i had to just t- pat myself on the back and stuff so basically that was just how i was doing my thing i just started performing from like as early as like secondary school junior secondary school and i was performing in shows in my university i was in competitions online on instagram i even came for msc artistry 2018 you know i was one of the wow. finalists yeah i was one of the finalists in lagos msc artistry 2018 <laughs> that was the first that was one of the first time i was shown on tv they were showing my they were showing my freestyle on tv every time Quality that's big yeah man so that's there's been a lot of grind you know so it's not an overnight thing like it looks like an overnight thing mostly to the world but for everybody you know there's usually a lot of like grind yeah so persistence consistency passion you believe that's what got you to where you are today yeah exactly okay so um were you always on that a label a record label before chocolate city signed you or you've just been an independent artist working doing your thing putting yourself out there and hoping for that very day that you get recognized oh um i was just doing my thing basically you know like i just knew like i understood like okay someone was going to definitely find me someday but you know it was not easy you know because yeah. with every song you put out with every song you put out you hope okay this is it like you hope this song that i'm putting out this is going to be my big break you get then sometimes you put it out and things might not go as you as you like plan but um, at the same time you understand what i'm saying you just yes, keep moving and keep moving so i was just i dropped two singles when i came to lagos like um 2020 you know there was even a situation where i got scammed by someone like my savings that i wanted to use to promote my song I got scammed yeah. by a promoter, a promoter guy then. But I dropped two songs, Terminator and Original Love. Uh, one was produced by Tells, the um, Original Love was produced by Leverick. Then I dropped another single last year called Salon, you know, and that was like the single that Chocolate City actually heard. And, wow. they, and, and they reached out to me. So, would you say that your signing to Chocolate City has done a lot for your career? Yeah, um, yes, yes, because, you know, like, um, it's it's not um a single handed thing to to like you know dominate the music industry it takes it it takes teamwork you know it takes yeah. like yeah it takes teamwork and a whole lot of people ready to like make things work to your favor so basically i would say like yeah my my career and yeah life has gotten way way better since i got signed to chocolate city you know, come to think of it, you're under the same record label as Black Bones, Dice Isles, MI. These guys are doing so many amazing things in the industry. So how yeah. do you cope? Like, how do you stand out with your music in that record label where you have the likes of these really, really good guys? And then how yeah. do you cope, like, in the music industry at large, um, considering the fact that we have a lot of um, upcoming artists that are really really doing like crazy stuff like you so how do you maintain your um individuality how do you stay in your niche as like this artist that is trying to do well for yourself yeah that's why i'm making sure everything is checked you know one of the reasons why i believe i'm on this call is because retrograde was like a project that was very unique you know 
So like you listen to Black Bones, you listen to MI, you listen to every other person, and you listen to my song, and immediately you can tell this is not, I'm not trying to sound like anybody. I'm a very different and very unique artist. And I feel like that's like the most important thing, first of all. So I'm not bothered when thousands of artists put, put out music because Nigeria is not even, I don't think the Nigerian music industry is as big as America, you know? And people are still making it there. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like people are always going to want new music. Even as a person, you can't listen to one song throughout the day. You listen to so much, like so much music. So I feel like um, the sky is big enough for everyone to fly. And there's no pressure because like, <laughs> I'm carving out my own, like my own name, like it's my own legacy. So right now, we do like, yeah. So the way I came, the uniqueness, the retro baby, my sound, what I'm coming with is so different. So people are already identifying me. Like I go to some places, everybody just calls that retro baby, alpha, majority. They already know I'm standing out already. So yeah, man. So there's no pressure. Okay, so you feel like there's no competition too? Nah, man. Competition. Nah, man. The only competition is me versus me. You understand? Like, I wish everyone good, man. Yeah. I don't think there's any competition. Yeah. Everything is, for me, I believe everything is in stages for artists. Yes, you know, just like is. Just like life as well. Yeah, so I believe everything is in stages. So I'm just going to keep doing me, you know, and just keep my head up. That's just it. There's no competition for sure. Okay, you know, um, earlier you, you were talking about African-American culture that you, yeah. you feel like we should concentrate on imbibing the African culture in us instead of the Western education and culture. So I figured yeah. this is a guy that culture means so much to you. You are particular about the Nigerian culture, the African culture. So how has culture been able to inspire or affect your kind of music? Because you've spoken highly of it. And I believe in some type of way, it has affected the way you live your life and the way you make your songs and the way you behave generally. Yeah. Um, culture has inspired me, to be honest, in everything, you know, because like, I feel like my, this, my generation, yeah, um, yeah, was my generation, like, Especially like the fact that I'm very like um, invested into music, into my heart. So I kind of like I kind of like witnessed when I was young. Yeah, everybody was yeah. listening to Amer American music, like Western music. We we're listening to Drake. We we're listening to Lil Wayne. Like we never imagined that Whiskey Davido could sell out the O2 in three days. We never imagined that like. You know, like all the things that are happening now is possible. Yeah, Bonner Boy so, could perform at Madison Square. At Madison Square, like, do you understand? Like the greatness that is happening. So, like, I kind yeah, of witnessed for, growing up. I kind of witnessed like from from um, when we were heavily influenced in the in the cultural scene, the music scene by the Western people, to when we began to like own our sound, and now everybody's looking for us, and everybody wants us. So. It makes me so much more confident in my identity as a black person. And I feel it's not even for me alone. I feel generally right now, everybody's like kind of coming out to speak out. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, back then, everybody was trying, like, even the hairstyles our ladies did, even the clothes we wear, want to look like the way this guy, this European or this Westerner or this person looks like. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yeah, and, and they, they are not trying to look like us. They're just trying to do their thing, you know? So we should be doing our own thing too. So I feel like, that was one of the ways it influenced me. And growing up in a very cultural Yoruba family, you know, like respect, discipline, dedication, all those things are in, like they are put inside you from like 
when you are like a very, very young boy. So you get to learn and you get to understand life, you know. So that was just the case for me. That's why I'm very particular about like self-awareness, like understanding who you are, your identity, you know, loving where yeah. you're from and trying trying to find a way to be a better version of yourself, you know. So that's yeah. just that's just so me. till now, if yeah. you want to greet an elder, you still dobale because of the culture. Yeah, for sure, man. That's that no, like uh that's yeah. really good. That's so good that you are keeping the culture alive. You are keeping yeah. everything about the African, the Nigerian that's heritage. Legit, we, we, have, we have to keep that alive because if we lose that, man, there's, there's nothing. You know, we don't have nothing. You know, True. so much has been taken. So we, we have to make sure we keep that heritage. True. Where do you see yourself? Where do you see your music, say, in the next three to four, five years? Where do you see your music? Do you see yourself also performing at the O2? Do you see yourself at Madison Square Garden? Do you see yourself performing in the White House? Where do you see your music in the next three to five years? Um, in the next three to five years, I, for me, like, basically, the music is the most important thing. So I just want, like, you know, my music to have, like, to I want like by that time my music would have reached like the whole world literally you know and yeah I I want to be of course like five years time my music should be way better like because I always want to keep improving and getting better as an artist I see myself like selling out shows um concerts like stadiums around the world and most importantly like I just see the music my music making people really happy like like I I dream of like I dream of days where I will be gathered like. I'll gather. I'll be able to gather like thousands of people to come outside and laugh and have a good time because of my music. You know that would be an amazing feeling. So yeah, man, that's where I see myself just excelling, doing my thing, serving our amazing music, touching lives, and you know helping people around me with my music and my voice. So yeah, that's that's where I see myself in like five years. That's interesting, and I believe you're taking steps towards making that happen. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're working for sure. Okay, I'm gonna ask you this question here. Yeah. What keeps your voice like together? Do you do any special thing for your voice, or do you constantly train your voice? Because a lot of artists like you, you sound really good. So, is yeah. there any special thing you do to keep your voice uh, the way it is? Or you know, like you said, singing is a gift from God. Music is something that you always wanted to do. Yeah. So basically, ta- talent is a gift from God. Yeah, but there's also a lot of training to nurture and to sharpen your talent. So um, um, I'm always singing, you know, I'm always um, singing, like always constantly like making my voice and my vocal cords like used to different tones. Like I sing along to a lot of songs, a lot of my favorite songs. I sing along and I just try to practice as much as possible. And yes, also there's a lot of vocal training that actually goes behind the scene, you know? Like there are times we meet up with like special people that are like train, help you train your voice. Or sometimes I go to YouTube and I watch some vocal training videos. Yeah, anyway, like you, I believe anyway, you know, to improve yourself as an artist, you have to keep doing that, you know? Even performances, sometimes I just like rehearse by myself and try and find ways to like better myself as an artist. So yeah, talent is like a gift from God, but you have to like nurture it for sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, so what's like your best performance ever? Can you yeah, remember? Yeah, it was just, um, I think, like, three weeks ago. I had my first show ever, my first headline show. And it was at Adro Cafe. It was a trip to Retroverse. Ooh. And it was, like, a, 
yeah, it was like a retro themed show. Like everybody came dripping in their retro seventies, eighties feet. Like the whole design of the place was retro with the disco balls. Like it was so amazing. So yeah, man, I think that was my best performance. I really liked it. I well, enjoyed it so much. In- that's interesting. Did you perform at um the island block party? Yeah, I did as well. The island block party was amazing as well. Like I had a good time on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, not just on stage, you you enjoyed yourself basically, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was it was like I love block parties, always a vibe. So when I got off stage, you know, I just went to vibe and enjoy a little before <laughs> before I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Shout out to Alaji Popping. Yeah, of course, man. Shout out to Alaji Popping, man. Block yeah. Okay, so apart from music, yeah, what do you do? What do you spend your time on? Well, I I'm a big I'm a big tech lover, so. These days, I'm trying to like learn more about uh, Web3, NFT, Metaverse. But I like to game a lot. I'm a big um, gamer. Um, I like to play online Battle Royales, Fortnite, Call of Duty, Apex Legends. I like to play video games a lot. So yeah, um, that's what I do. And when I'm not like, I, I like to watch movies too in my free time. But mostly, what kind of movies just, do you like? Um, I like documentaries. I like uh, action comedies. I like. I really like sci-fi. And I like all these medieval, like, like magic movies, fairy tale kind of stuff, Harry Potter, Witcher, all of that. So yeah, I like, I like really nice movies. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that watches a lot of things. I don't, I, the only movies I think I don't like is romantic movies. <laughs> <laughs> right now. You know, so no, you don't like some good, good, good loving. No, nah, yeah? no, nah, man. It's, I like good loving. It's just that the movies don't ever portray how love is in reality. Okay, so what does like, love mean to you in reality? Love, love is a love work, you know. Love is not love is not just you know doing a show on TV like you just meet someone and love is a lot of work. Like it takes a lot to be able to know somebody else to the way to the to the level that y'all will be able to like last together for a long, long time. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot. It's a lot of like fights, like ups and downs, like you know. Life is not as rosy <laughs> as the way the movies make it. So most times when I'm watching these romantic movies, I just get so pissed. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, now man. let me ask you, yeah. Would you yeah. rather um, love and lose it all or you wouldn't love at all? Yo, I would always love, man. No matter the result, I would always love. I'm a big preacher of love. Yeah, man. I always, you can tell from my music, I'm, I'm, I'm a lover boy, kind of. But yeah, <laughs> man, God, I would always so love, cute. sir. okay that's so today after getting your ewa going you come back to watch your movies or play some movie games i'm going to recording i'm I'm about to shower i'm about to shower go to recording camp so there's an artist that has a recording camp so i'm going there we're going to make music i've not been gaming recently you know because i've been so busy like music has been taking all of my time but yeah uh, once once when i have the chance i always like (laughs) game for sure Okay, the recording camp you are going to is it the native camp? Oh, no, no, no. not that actually. It's like an, a different artist camp, actually. Oh, okay, 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 interesting. I think they're done with the native camp already. Yeah, I think so. You think what? I think they're done with the native camp already. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 that's true, that's true, that's true. So, do you have anything to say to upcoming artists out there, people you think? They need one um 
some words of encouragement, some things that you can learn from your music and the way you live your life? Um, I would say um, the first thing is, uh, I think I have three points. So basically, I would advise every upcoming artist to not deceive themselves. Like you have to work on your craft, you know. Just try your best to work on your craft. Like try and get get better. Like tell yourself like these are the these are the places I'm lacking. These are the places I need to work on. I need to get better. You know, if it's performance, if it's vocal training, if it's songwriting, like there are different things to do. Then the second one, invest in yourself. Like nobody's gonna invest in you if you've not invested some certainty in yourself. Like you have to just invest in yourself. And yeah, man, I think the last one, you just have to like, you know, you have to really believe <laughs> because that's what's going to like, you have to really believe like that's what's going to keep you going. Like even when, you know, everything feels like it's not going to work out. So yeah, just do your thing. And I, I believe <laughs> with God's help, you know, and do stuff like you'll be able to conquer. That's what I've done and it's worked for me. So oh. that's just my piece. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really amazing. It's been so wonderful having you talk to us today, this weekend. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Um, Thank you so much. We would like to do yeah. a collaborative post with you. Okay, yeah, that's no problem. Just text my manager and that. He's just going to get back to you. Okay. I think, I think we'll pick a right time schedule or something. Okay, Um, for now, the Motherland magazine is in Port Harcourt. So whenever okay. you are in our... Please feel free to just hold her. You said? Yeah, no. I said I'll pull up on you. Take me to go and bully and fish. I've been hearing about Like, you know the legendary bully that you've been hearing about, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that one, that particular one. And we'll take you to eat it. We'll take you to wherever you want to go. We'll play some video games with you. We'll play some (laughs) championship video games with you also. No problem, no problem. Yeah, we'll give you the best of our city. So thank you for your time.